What's up, everybody? This is the Twinslers podcast. I'm Courtney Legall, previously Winsler. And I'm Katie Winsler. Our friends affectionately call us the Twinslers. On today's episode, we are talking about hitting elite status, baby heartbeats, the new season of cheer that came out this last week, 90s fads, piano bars, and we're going to dive a little bit into speakeasies. We are back after a couple weeks hiatus. So, Last week, I know people were asking if we had been exposed to COVID, and we, not that we can like confirm or anything. Grant and I went out on a date night. We ended up at a piano bar that was just super packed, and nobody was wearing masks or anything. Um, we're both vaccinated, but uh, still, we know that um, the current variant that's going around is really contagious. So, Basically, after that, kind of talked to Courtney, said, hey, I don't know if I feel completely comfortable around you while you're pregnant. Uh, your safety is obviously first. If we feel comfortable, like, we'll record. record. If not, we'll push it out an uh, extra week. And, yeah, so we pushed it. it was we really just pushed it. Just to play it safe. Yeah. Can confirm we didn't get COVID, but. They are healthy people. Yes. But it's only a matter of time till we all get it. Yeah. Well, so we've learned. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's where we've been. Um, how have you been in the last couple weeks? Last couple weeks been good. We had our second baby doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. and it was the we so we've seen the baby on the ultrasound, but this was the first time we got to just hear the heartbeat. How many baby appointments do you have? It's kind of, right now. My cadence is like one a month. Okay. And then when you get further along, I think it's like every other week or like every other week because I got to check everything out. So yeah, right now I'm like one a month. And then right now they're just like, they check my weight, they measure how everything's going, and then they'll do like heartbeat. And That's I crazy. did a blood draw this last time too, which mm. I'm really fine at blood draws, but I always have the need to communicate to them that like, I don't like to look at the needle. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, I don't want you to be offended, but I'm not going to look at you. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at my phone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you probably don't care, but. I, I think I'm going to pass out. Every time. Is like, just thinking about, think about it. it. Yeah, thinking about it right now, I want to pass out. It's really easy. Ugh. This last time, I just had to do one vial. So, it was seriously, like, poke, done. It's Ooh. easy. Anyways, you heard the baby's heartbeat. So, yeah, I heard the baby's heartbeat. <laughs> That's crazy. Which was really cool. It's it's fun to, like, look across the room and look at Kyle's face whenever yeah. something like that happens. And he kind of lights up. This may be dumb, but, like, was it just such a smaller sound than yours? Like, was yours a dun-dun? And it was like, dun-dun. Well, we didn't listen to mine on the same tool yeah so i can't really compare them but like when you've heard your heartbeat uh it's just it goes so much faster oh okay because i think his was like 140 or 150 beats per minute okay and then like my resting is closer to like 60 mm-hmm. when i'm not pregnant mm-hmm. and so yeah it's just like really really quick yeah and you can buy a doppler and jenny's actually offered to like she had a doppler mm-hmm. to give it to me and I've, I've just like put off on it i'm like hey it's such a nice thing to offer but I'm like I just knowing me like I would listen all the time and and then if I don't don't hear it then I would just be all in my head so I'm kind of like at this point I'm like I'll just wait because apparently I'm going to start feeling him move around soon and that's kind of a good gauge for so creepy he's there um he's the size of an onion and the size of a large onion today yeah my stomach's starting to protrude a little bit Uh but other than that I I don't feel that pregnant because I don't have symptoms or anything. Yeah. So, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, yeah you can't do that, you're pregnant. I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> I, think, I have to think about it. Yeah. I, it's not it's not so obvious to me right now. And your due date got pushed back. Yeah, so he's bigger or than... Or pushed up. Yeah, he's bigger than... Usually you check you... So, the way you get the due date is you go by your last date of your period. Uh-huh. And so, that would be... At July 1st would have been mine, but when they measured him, he's bigger than... He would be if that was going to be his due date. So the new due date is June 25th. Ooh. So we'll see. We'll see. The other things I had going on was now that, like, the holidays are over and, you know, life's calming back down, I've been going to the thrift stores more. Mm. You know, I'm a big treasure hunter. I love the thrift store. And one of my biggest ones I found was at the Goodwill in Hillcrest, and it was that painting. It was... It drew my attention because the back had a letter, a certificate of authenticity on it. Uh-huh. And it said, like, number 60 out of 150. So I was like, okay, it's pretty rare. So I just pulled it to the side, and then I looked it on eBay. And it's, um, it was, like, the the lady who did the print, she was subject of a movie on Netflix. And it was, like, really popular. It's called Big Eyes. Her name's Margaret Keene. 
because she has a really distinct art style. Mm-hmm. Her husband took it over, and then, like, it's just this huge drama. So it was, I looked her up. I go on eBay, and I'm like, oh, wow, this print that I'm going to spend 12 bucks on has sold for $700 on eBay. Oh, wow. So I took that one home. I've had it in the closet for a while. I just posted it up, and I got an offer for 612 or like something like that. How did you set the price? Um, so you can set like on eBay. You can set either um, what's it called where people like bid. bid against each other. Yeah, but how did you an decide? Auction, or you do how that. Did you decide? So I looked at all of her work. Yeah. And this one, there wasn't one the same painting. It's a lithograph, so I guess printing. Yeah. So there wasn't the same printing, so I couldn't go apples to apples. But I just kind of looked at her basically what all of hers have gone for, mm. and I picked somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Of what this is. So, yeah, I, I posted it. I got an offer for 600 something and then $100 shipping. Yeah. Still waiting for him to pay me, so it probably it could fall through. But it yeah. looks like he's a legit eBay buyer. So, That's waiting awesome. for that one. And so, yeah, I'm back, in, I'm back in the Goodwill treasure hunting game. That's great. I have a great time because, like, after this, I'm going to go and just walk the shelves and, mm-hmm. and go home. And it's so easy. I feel like some of my favorite things in, in my house are, like, from going thrifting. It's, like... Things that are, like, I have a baking dish, my mm-hmm. favorite one. You and I got it up in La Jolla. It's, mm-hmm. like, this really cute hand-painted, like, it looks like it's from Greece. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And, like, we have a vase and just random things. It's and so then you like, your scuba head guy? No, I bought that at TJ oh. Maxx. I thought you had a scuba head guy shirt. That's not probably what I Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great. But, yeah, I support so, that. We're back into that. And then the last big thing we did is uh, we've refinanced the, the old townhome. Yeah. Which is... Like, when you buy a house mm-hmm. and you, like, refinance a house, there's so many things you're like, am I making the right decision? Because there's, like, there's so much paperwork and little teeny minute details yeah. and everything. And it's kind of hard to make the right decision. So we think it's the right decision for us. Pretty excited about it. Um, got our interest rate down from a 3625 to a 2.8. Whoa. Which... Watch out. Look out, world. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Riding a little high right now off of the old refi. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I have no idea where to even start with buying a house. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I would give you advice, but I it was a tornado. Well, well you said you that, get there. Yeah, but you said that there was like some kind of there's a course called course Fannie Mae, which our bank made us take. Yeah, so you that said they that you, what you're getting into. You wish you would have taken that before yes. even house hunting. Yes, because it shows you like you go into these different phases. You know, you have to get pre-approved for the loan, and then you put the offer in and then if they accept it then you go into escrow and then there's like all this terminology along the way where you're like I don't really know what's happening people just send me a form every day and I'm like signing it but it's good to know oh this is what that is this is what a contingency is like all these different things that your realtor's just telling you and the bank's telling you and you you hope that they have your best interest in mind but Mm -hmm. you don't know these people before working with them so it's all kind of overwhelming so yeah Fannie Mae's uh, real estate course if you I would take it before It it took us like four hours or something multiple choice really interactive nice recommend it uh yeah so that's what's happening in my life okay what's going on with you um let's see here big i guess my highlight of last actually no no before i do my highlight um on the last pod i had talked about the dog park separation yes basically what i want to do is we have a really big dog park we go to I want it to be split into, well, not even split, like just have a separate gated area for smaller dogs so they don't get run over and hurt by big dogs like ours as they're playing fetch and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a big area. I don't think it's too much of an ask. Yeah. Um, So what I did is I looked up uh, who to contact in the parks department. I emailed them. um, And then I waited like a week and a half-ish because I was like, I figure it's the city. It's probably going to take a minute for them to respond. Um, so I got nothing, and then on, I don't know, the other day, I followed up with another email. I was like, hey, I, guess I wrote you guys this. This is the case, yada, yada. Um, like, kind of the same thing. How can I get this in motion? And they responded, um, but it was very much something that was like, okay, we hear you. Uh, we'll like see. Like a template, basically. Yeah, like if it fits in with our priorities, then we'll yeah, work on it. A generic response, I suppose. Yeah, so I don't know, like, what my next move is. I don't feel like letting it die there. Like, I, I, I just really want to see this out. So, Would you consider a petition? That's the thing. Is like, I don't, like, is a petition the next move, do you think? 
It's a way that people, you could say, look, these are all the people that back me. Yeah. The other thing is you might have some controversy at the dog park if that's where you're petitioning. Do you think that we... Like, I don't think... I don't see you as the person that likes to walk up to people and say, would you like to sign my petition? I know. Okay, here's exactly what he, he said to me. One. He said, hello, Katie. Thank you for your inquiry. We consider your submittal as a request and we'll include this idea for future consideration depending on available budgets and competing park priorities and projects. Yeah. So I don't know if... I, I kind of want to respond and say, like, great, thank you so much and be really nice, but then say... I don't know. I want to understand the process more of how that stuff is decided. Is that something that's like at a town hall where they showcase, oh, this is what uh, our budget's going to, this is what we want to do, and then I could go to the town hall and like ask a question there, or is it like you go straight to doing a petition and try to get a bunch of people behind you and then give that to the parks? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like you got some research too. That's what I'm trying to figure out, and and it's like, do I want to put this much um, work into this? I kind of do. Yeah. I don't know. My I don't I don't like it when my dogs hurt other dogs on accident. Yeah, and to be clear, Bodie's not going for small dogs. No, he's running around playing, and there's, yeah. like, little dogs that just are, like, dee, dee, dee in the way. There's no way you can stop it. Yeah. But there's, just like, dogs running around energy. It could be any dog at the park, not just Bodie. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Just trying to protect the little ones. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but my excitement, the high for me, uh, I became Yelp Elite. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm jealous. Yeah. So, basically, what Yelp Elite is, um, is, like, you have to either be nominated or apply, I applied, um, for the honor, and you get, like, a badge on your Yelp name, so now when I leave a review, it's, like, Katie Elite for one year, which is great. Um, it's, like, being verified on Instagram. Yeah. You're (laughs) verified on Yelp. Yeah. And then, um, but the cool thing is, now I have this area where it's, like, a special website that you go to where they have like a calendar of events and so basically like oh this new restaurant is opening um you can get a free sandwich there and like I just sign up and say okay I'm gonna go try out one of these sandwiches I do it and I get a, I get I review it and that's yeah. it so it's like so cool. yeah I just get a bunch of free food and like cool like try out new things to go to new places yeah but yeah. you like to go to new places anyways exactly so. and it, you know, like sometimes you know you google like what's the new cool place what's that but now it's like falling in your lap yeah. this is the new cool place go check it out yeah exactly so i'm pretty hyped about that it's a pretty big honor yeah um we're gonna be trying out a lot a lot of places you'll have to share with us when you start going on your yelp elite adventures yeah we'll see if it's anything cool so far it didn't look like there was anything that great there was like a new hot dog stand and uh, like a sandwich place but i guess beggars can't be choosers i love a good sandwich mm-hmm. all right well let's hop into it okay so I want to talk about this last week, a new season of Cheer came to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? I'm on like episode seven of nine, I think. Or oh. six or six and nine or something. So you're like... We're not at the competition. You're like right before they're going to yeah, the competition. Yeah, they're, they're doing their run-throughs. And you watched season one. We watched season one together. Yes. And we liked it. Yes. So season one uh-huh. was a joy. It was. It was all these kids. Yes. They're like... They're... It highlighted the people that made the mat, and so you get to see them kind of face adverse adversity and like yeah. overcome their weaknesses to be part of the competition. And you're seeing them do all these cool stunts. You see them do cool stunts. It's small town kids it's winning cute. big prizes. It like made you feel really good. Yeah, you had like the mat talk. Yeah, and cheer season two should not be called cheer. I do not liked it. I watched the whole thing. It should be called downer. Downer. Down the opposite of cheer. Yeah. You're going to need cheer after watching cheer. Yeah. And I, I'm bummed. I'm bummed too. It, it's so unfortunate just to ride that. So these kids are like small town Texas. Mm-hmm. They get Netflix fame. Yeah. It's incredible. They're like, they're on Ellen. They're like everywhere. You're doing everything you've ever dreamed of. You have the social media presence that you, that you wanted that you never thought you'd get because you're in a small town. They're doing commercials and stuff. Commercials. Yeah. People know who you are. The president called Jerry Harris. And yeah. Like, then you get the dark side. And it's dark. It is dark. So there's one event that we all knew was coming because it was in the news. Um, Jerry Harris, who was... The, the most joy of season one. Of season one, he was like he was the face of the show. He was he was the happiest guy. He did Matt talk, which was like just like yay, welcome, and like was just so friendly, nice. Mm-hmm. He 
ended up on the Ellen show as her, um, what's it called? Like correspondent. The, correspondent, the yeah, at the red carpet. He, uh, like a bunch of celebrities came up to him and they're like, you're my favorite, oh my gosh. And he was everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone wanted Jerry. And he just seemed like the sweetest soul ever. Mm-hmm. He got arrested back in 2020, like right after the show came out. Yeah. Um, for like September after the show came out. So he had like three months of fame. Yes. Um, he was charged with uh, one count of producing child sexual abuse images and for alleged, allegedly soliciting nudes from minors in October of 2020. So his fame was... Took a real turn. He used it in a very sick and twisted way to kind of prey on younger people and use his fame, which... And his notoriety. And you would never expect it from that person. We don't know him, but we wouldn't expect it from the character we saw yes, on the show. Exactly. Um, and so it's weird watching because the first four or five episodes, it's not addressed. But, and he's in it a lot. They address it in the very beginning of the very first episode. That it's coming. Yes. Yeah, you know that there's like this cloud hanging over it the yes. whole entire time. Yeah. But he's featured in like all the episodes leading up to it. Not like he was in season one. Not in season one at no. all. But you the, see him. A you see him. Times. And I think he has a couple like talking heads. Like it. It doesn't seem like I would expect them to just completely not have a minute because of those. Yeah. But Netflix. But like, it was it was an important part of the story for sure because it was showing what how the close what he the was, fame was family like. and yeah because it was showing you how Cheer One affected all of them and you can't tell that story without having him because he was on every single media appearance for sure yeah. Everyone. And so then they sp- they do spend an entire episode dedicated to that, and they even have the victims who came forward. Yeah, that is the most brave thing. Yeah, they're so brave, especially like it's literally like America's sweetheart. Yeah, that they went against. Yeah, can you imagine all the people that they must have faced no. just telling them you ruined Jerry's life? Exactly. No, that's not how it went. Jerry affected my life. Yeah, and it ended up he had it was like. With the allegations, it was like allegedly like ten yeah plus more kids. kids. It wasn't just it that. wasn't just these. So kids. they saved a lot of kids. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that that was just so I was really hard to watch. Like I I don't know. Yeah. I don't recommend this season of Cheer. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's good to it's good to give them a platform yeah. and like let them tell their side of the story and all that and. I'm so proud of them for doing that. So there's that. But then it is going to make a big change. Yes. And then after that whole episode, I'm no spoilers because we're not, I don't know what ends, but then they get hit with COVID. Yeah. (laughs) So like they can't cheer. They've done every single thing to go Mm -hmm. into the competition and then they can't. And then everything gets, yeah, paused again. And it's just like one thing after another after another you're watching these kids they go through that they're in Texas so they go through that terrible winter where like everybody's pipes were freezing and then their houses were flooding and it's just like why? there's nothing cheery about this series right now and one thing that's really hard about it too is it's so slow I felt the pace of it was everything was like that ominous like very slow talking heads just very like clips of the kids everybody's just catching their mood and what they went through it's just a downer it's just you don't want to go through it if somebody asked me if I would want to watch it again I would not yeah I just I want to watch it because I wanted to see what happened to everybody for sure like I said we'd love to the first season but not watch it again no no and I still have to finish it so don't tell me what happens. But I'm not going to lie. Cheer Season 3 is going to come out, and I'm going to watch it. There's a Season 3? No. Ah. But I guarantee that they'll be doing Cheer 3 after this one. Yeah. Okay. It's just... Not cheery. So if you're planning on watching <laughs> it for, like, a pick-me-up show before bed or something, maybe choose a different one. Maybe just choose, yeah, something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we can <laughs> talk about for Cheer. That's it. <laughs> Moving on, um, MGK and Megan Fox got engaged this last week in Puerto Rico. Did you see anything about this? I've seen the pictures of MGK on one knee, like from behind him, uh-huh. and Megan Fox standing there, and everybody's uh-huh. and she has an excited face. And Machine Gun Kelly's wearing a black and white striped shirt, uh-huh. and it says, "When the guy at Foot Locker finds your favorite shoe," <laughs> something like that. So that's the extent of what I know on MGK and Megan Fox getting engaged. That's like that's I've just. I saw another meme that said, um, everything I know about these two is against my own will. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about this. 
Um, yeah. But it is a huge news story. Yeah. She said that after they got engaged, they drank each other's blood. Do you think that's real or do you think she's it's so just... reminiscent of Angelina Jolie yeah. and Tommy... Well, what he's... Was his name? Uh, I forgot. It's not Tommy Lee something. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, Angelina Jolie and her old love flame... They used to talk about drinking each other's blood all the time, and then they would wear like a vial of each other's blood around their neck. So it's yeah. very like vampiric. Yeah, it's Tommy Lee Jones. Right? Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if she's just saying that or if these two are actually that weird. Yeah, I I mean obviously they're not drinking each other's blood because that's substantial. If anything, like maybe they did like a blood brother ceremony where you like cut yourself and then maybe they both like licked their cuts or something. Like <laughs> I don't see them like with a goblet of each other's blood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> and you know, they're in the middle of the news. They are pop culture. I think scene kids are gonna have a whole come around yeah. because of Michelle Kelly and because of Travis Barker and because of Pete Davidson. Yeah. Do you see the ring? Yeah. It is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's two rings. Yeah. And then it's like got magnets put in the band that you can't see. Yeah. So that they're drawn to each other, which yeah. is something that they always say about each other. Yeah. One half is like her birthstone, mm-hmm. which is green, and then the other half is his with diamond. Yeah. It's a good sentiment. I think he has a cool name. Colson. That's his actual name? His name's Colson. And he goes by Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. 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 Colson's a cool name. Colson's a Add cool them name. to the list. Potentious. Uh, I don't know. No. Do we have a list right now? We have a list. We're feeling better. We're feeling better. Do we have like one that's a front runner? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna tell you. I know, but I'm just saying. Do you have a front runner? Yeah. You do. Yeah, we do. Like, are you guys like this is probably it? Kind of. We're like practicing saying it to each other and like around the house and stuff. So <gasps> we're narrowing it in. We think. Oh my goodness! You're not gonna give me a hint. Right I'm not even gonna tell you. Why can't you tell me? I'm not gonna tell you anything. I don't understand why people can't tell me. Because anything. last time we told you a potential name, you had two glasses of wine at a party and walked up to everybody and was like, "They're gonna name their kid this." No, I didn't. Yes, you 100 did. Well, I at New Year's. Oh, because yeah, you said that you were gonna name it after my dog. I was gonna name him after your dog. <laughs> I liked the name Bodie. <laughs> How could I not share that? <laughs> Anyways. It's going to be between Kyle and I until the baby's born. Okay. We've decided. Okay. So please don't push me on it. I won't. Okay, well, The Amazing Race also kicked off. <laughs> so bummed now. <laughs> it's like you watch Cheer all over again. <laughs> the Amazing Race kicked off. Not this last week, but the week before. Uh-huh. Have you watched any of it? Uh, no. Are you a Amazing Race fan? Historically. But you just, you just haven't gotten into this one? No. Why? Um, I have to be like in the mood. Like I go through phases where I didn't watch Survivor for like three years, and now I can't get enough Survivor. Mostly because our friend Anna is one of the, um, she works on it. I don't know what her exact role is now, so I can't give her a title. But like you see her sometimes do the um, walking around in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things that's more like cyclical for me. Okay. Well, on it, there's a set of twins, which I feel like there's always like a token set of twins on exactly. these shows, yeah. right? We're fascinating. I know, but I'm like, these twins, their names are Lulu and Lala. Hmm. And they suck. Hmm. They're just like, they get last place all the time and they're just whiny and I just don't like it. Is this like those girls that we went to summer camp with? It's exactly like those two that they're like, sister. When we came back from... Malaysia, and mm-hmm. we lived in the states for first time. We were trying to stay busy over the summer. I think mom was, was mom even teaching summer school or something. Maybe I think that's probably why. Yeah, so we decided to take a couple summer school classes, fully elective. Like we really PE. liked math, so I think we took a math class yeah. and we took PE over yeah. summer school. <laughs> which, when you're athletic and you take remedial PE, so it was you're, painful. You're not gonna have a good time. It was painful. I'll tell you that. We get those like. Scooters so, that you ride on, remember? Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> but there were these twins in the class, and they would just, like, they had to do everything together, and if they were separate, they would just be like, sister! Yeah. And it apparently left a huge mark on us, because we still remember it to this day. Yeah. And that was, like, seventh grade? Yeah. Sixth grade? That's... Twins are crazy, man. That's kind of Lulu and Lala for me. I don't think they, like, actually say, like, sister, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But... Like, at the hip, annoyingly have to do everything the yeah, same. Yeah, I just think maybe it's their names that annoy me the most. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then there's this other set. Um, a twins on a show? Well, and I thought they were twins, and oh. it turns out they're husbands. 
Oh. Yeah, we're like, you married yourself. <laughs> we thought they were like brothers or twins. Yeah. But then they, they, they kissed and we're like, oh. Well, that's like a whole thing. People say that you, Marry you end up with like someone who looks like you. And I guess if you're the same sex, then yeah, it looks a lot like you. It's wild saying them, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And they've done, so these last two, so they've had two episodes so far. And the first two, it's like kicking off the race. It almost like two episodes in one. There's some fun couples. There's a Love Island couple on there. Remember uh, Caro? She had like the crazy f- hair from Love Island US. She would like a... I remember hair. Yeah, she would very... You'll totally recognize her face. Yeah. But her and the guy that she ended up with on the show... Yeah. They're those, still together? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because they're on the Amazing Race together now. Um, there's like a family that... It's a mom and dad who like go viral for singing about like being in their Christmas jammies. I know the family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's those two. Um, I don't know, just like a bunch of other random couples. Oh, you remember those boys that went to Europe and um, stopped terrorists on a train, yes. and then they ended up being in Alex movie? and something. Yeah, they're on it. Nice. So I think I they're agree, a favorite I team. For them. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they're the best because they were just. I mean, they're totally normal, like best friends from growing up that yeah. just went on a train like so they're pretty down to earth guys yeah yeah i really like watching they don't, them i don't feel like they're clout chasers or anything no. like that they're probably pretty down to earth yeah one of, at one point one of them was like yeah people think that we're really rich and stuff because we were in a movie that was about us he's like that's not the case <laughs> um but yeah I, I would recommend watching it i liked it i like the cast so far um but in this last episode they had to shut everything down because COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're the what's the host's name? Who looks like he hasn't changed since nineties. I, I don't just hear him I say know. he says Ben, he says Bean. <laughs> like I can picture and he's like Puka Shells. Yeah, Puka Shells and stuff. I want to say it's like Paul or something. Yeah. But anyways, he like comes out and he's like, Okay, well we've never had to do this before, but we are pausing the race. Everybody has to go home, like this is for your safety. Um, but I I think it's such an advantage to all these couples because now they've been in it for, like they did a leg in Europe and now they know, kind of have a taste of what the race actually feels like. And they, um, now can go home and be like, okay, well, as partners, we did not do this well. So like, let's step up our game and come back and really like work on this. It's Phil. Sorry. Phil. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, advantage, but also then like. For like the Love Island couple, what <laughs> if they don't yeah, want to be together? That's what I thought too. Yeah, I was like, but then that's even more of a story. It's like we broke up and we're still, still in the race together. We uh-huh. broke up because of the race, but yeah. we're back in the race. We're back in the race. Um, but yeah, I was gonna ask you. I think Amazing Race would be the show I want to be on. What would be your show? <sighs> See, Amazing Race is cool because you get to go to different countries, but you don't get to enjoy the countries. I still think you get so immersed in the culture and you're doing things that you wouldn't do on like a vacation, right? Like you're yeah. going to like Yeah, you're the going landmarks to... and like the highlights. Yeah. I suppose. It's just it just seems like you don't get a lot of time, you're really tired, you're hungry, you got a lot going on. So Yeah. I think I'd like to travel more where I could visit around like the could, But it's cool experiences with yeah. someone you love. Like if I'm you not saying I wouldn't go on amazing races. If you and Kyle were on the amazing race. race. If we were on the amazing race yeah. together, like yeah. you get that bonding too. Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, you're asking what reality show I would be? Yeah, I'm like trying to convince you that you need to be on an amazing race, but um, what would be yours? Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is so tough. I don't know. I might be Survivor. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think you could handle Survivor? <laughs> you think I could it? No. Why? Like, no part of me thinks that you could handle what? Survivor. <laughs> what part makes me not a candidate for Survivor? Is it like you're going to insult my social right now <laughs> or my physical abilities? What route are we going right now? I don't think you could stab people in the back. So maybe okay. your social game would be just like <coughs> straightforward and nice, not deceptive. Like, I don't see you being manipulative, whereas me, I see myself having the ability oh, to yeah, be like... Have a whole web. I would be a snake, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I would be, yeah, I would be like doing all these kind of things in the background and I don't think you could do that. I, I wouldn't have the issue because I'd win the immunity idol every week. Hey, well, there you go. You could do that. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess you could play it like Kim, who's my favorite. If you play it in the middle of the pack. Like Kim and Chelsea. Do you remember them? Did you see that oh, season? Oh, I love Chelsea. Yeah, yeah so Chelsea and Kim, yeah. they just eliminated all the men. Yeah. It was just all the women. And then Kim was obviously the alpha female without having to be, like, mean or yeah. anything. Like, people yeah. just loved her and respected her. And well, this girl that won the last season, she was very middle of the pack. That's true. I think she, I could achieve that. 
Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think I could have cheated. I wouldn't ruffle anybody's feathers. Like, I would help around camp. Mm-hmm. And so I would just be like, yeah, she's helpful. <laughs> you know, like, I play that role. And then it's the end. And you're like, oh. The thing, though, at the end is when you have to tell, like, your life story and why you deserve it. Yeah. Because I would feel really bad for the people around me if they had, like, a really sad story. I don't think you have to play, like, the victim card and all. No, I'm not saying you do. I'm saying if I got there and someone next to me was, like, telling me all the adversity they went through and then I just won a million dollars, like, I was going to come with a little bit of guilt right there. for sure. Yeah. So uh, you're going on an amazing race and I'm going on Survivor? Yeah. I I, I want to do Survivor, though. Okay. We're both going... Hey, Survivor, if you need twins. Hey, Survivor. <laughs> I do work remotely now. <laughs> Why does she keep going in that tree? <laughs> you get a call to make. Okay, well, see, another thing I've been doing lately is clearing out the second room because it's going to be the nursery. Mm-hmm. And in the second room is, is a closet of secrets. Giant Narnia. bin of Beanie Babies. Okay. And no, it's you're mine and Kelsey's. Uh-huh. I don't know whose is whose. I could tell you whose is who. I could look at that Ben of Beanie Babies and I could tell you exactly what Beanie Baby belonged to what person. So I took them because, as we talked about at the top of this podcast, I have an eBay account and I'm okay with like posting What's your things. username? No. <laughs> <laughs> you put, I'm like, I'm okay with, I'll take the time to post things. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, this has been the most annoying thing ever to post online because one, they're not worth money. And w- I don't, I don't know why someone convinced everybody that they were going to be worth. Was this Mr. Beanie himself that came out it with like been. these are going to be collectors edition? Don't pull items. off the tag. Like protect the tag. Yeah. Take care of these stupid little. They're not stupid, they're not but like stupid. these little bean bags. Yeah. So they're like some of them. I guess there's like really rare ones with like misprints, like a pe- a royal blue peanut the elephant with a misprint. Uh-huh. You could get like over a thousand bucks for. <laughs> but most of them, you're looking at like. Five bucks here, ten bucks there, maybe Which fifteen. Which is less than what you bought for. Yeah, well, mom. mom and dad. <laughs> so, th- what you have to do is batch them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a dog batch and a bear batch, and it's so annoying. <coughs> Anyways, I started thinking about. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about what other stuff from the nineties is just like not here anymore. Right. That we got like hyped for. So I put a, a little list. It's not too big, but one of them. Recently, people have been talking about is the Got Milk campaign okay. from the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't a brand of milk. It was, it was just milk. Let's all drink milk. Was it who who funded it? Do we know? So I did a little bit of background on it. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So during World War II, we needed to boost milk production in order to make processed dairy products to send to soldiers overseas. So the farmers weren't producing enough to meet this demand because they weren't getting paid enough. So the government decided, great, we'll create the demand for milk. By giving milk to our kids, and that way we'll have a demand for fluid milk, and we can make the processed products we need for the soldiers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So war is part of it, and then convenience is part of it. And um, let's see what else I have down here. Did, so the demand decreased over time when the war was over, but then the government was left with the need to buy back all these unwanted milk problem, products. So they're like, let's make everybody drink milk. That's insane. Yeah. And so that's why we all got hopped up on milk in the 90s and the early 2000s. Dude, I remember being a kid. I don't know if kids still do this or if this was just a 90s thing, but I just remember being like, oh yeah, after school, I'm just going to have a glass of milk. Yeah. Kids were told to drink two to three glasses every day to build strong bones. Yeah. But it turns out it's not that substantial of a calcium source. Like there's much better sources of calcium. This is crazy. Yeah. And so we were just all told that we should drink milk. We and we're so all much like, milk. We did. We drank like one, at least one for breakfast, one for dinner. And then like sometimes we might just want a cold glass of milk. Yeah. I can't drink milk anymore now. Well, that's the other thing is about, I think those studies said 60% of Americans are lactose intolerant to some capacity. Like you can't process the sugars in milk and cow's milk. So a lot of people, it makes them really uncomfortable. What, what kind of milk are you getting when you go to the store? I don't get milk a lot, but yeah. I do if I'm, like, going to have cereal. Yeah. It's still a classic. I'll get, like, uh, fat-free. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. about you? I'm, I'm usually fat-free, but because I don't really drink it anymore now, mm-hmm. um, I just I just always have, like, a carton of whole milk for, like, maybe some Coffee. baking or, like, creamer kind of thing I'll yeah. have in the fridge. But, yeah. 
Like, you used crazy. to down that stuff. We used to go through like gallons of time. A lot. Yeah. yeah. As a family of five, it would be like, mm-hmm. like a little gallon every like two to three days. Yeah. That's what we were trained to do. So that was crazy. a funny one that's not as popular anymore. Speaking of drinks, I thought of two drinks that we used to love and we don't get anymore. Mm-hmm. One of them is Sobe. Yeah. You, you were a big Sobe guy. Yeah. And this is the drink with the lizard on lizard it. Lizard on it. Yeah. Do you know what the name Sobe means? So be it. This is a sugar drink. Nope. Okay. It's so... It was so... So... No. Created by three guys who lived in South Beach, Florida. And they were trying to bottle South Beach. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So that's where Sobe came from. So it's it's like Obi here. But Sobe. Yeah. (laughs) South Beach. Yeah. So that one just isn't... I don't see it anywhere. I yeah, didn't, I, didn't look, I didn't look deep into it to why Sobe's not around, but it was like a like just like a sugar drink, like like there was like pina colada flavor. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just like juices, juices, but not really like a lot of juice in them, like ten yeah. percent juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's those, and then the other one that was really popular that we had, everybody had, was Snapple. Yeah, Snapple. Snapple's big. But Snapple's still around. Do you know why Snapple got its name? Because the noise when you twist. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, because because something to do with the apples. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so somebody one day was like, I am going to snap an apple off the tree You're and not juice far. it. You're not far. Sna- because of the snap noise that apples make. So their first, these guys that created Snapple, mm-hmm. they did it as like a healthy juice, right? Mm-hmm. And their first product was the snappy apple juice. Mm-hmm. And so Snapple became snap, the snappy name. apples because when you break an apple, it makes a snap noise. Probably, I don't know. Snappy apples. Can you break an apple with your hands? I can't. Have you tried? No. Yeah. <laughs> so they in the beginning they sold 100% juice drinks, but then they realized that real fruit cut into their product margins, and then they knocked it down to about 10% fruit juice. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know Snapple was so popular because they I mean they had all the different flavors and they had the classic glass bottles yeah like the so bottle. you yeah. go out like on a hot day in the summer and you go into a gas station or a grocery store and you get an ice cold glass of Snapple yeah. and they had the little so things under the caps yeah and so um well first I'm gonna ask you what was your your Snapple flavor um I think they had like a Arnold Palmer type I think you also liked strawberry kiwi I don't think so. I've never been like a pink, like really sweet, like with Gatorades and stuff. I never yeah. do the pinks. I think I was mostly like on the lemony side of things. Okay. My, I definitely like strawberry kiwi and then the uh, strawberry lemonade. Mm. Yeah. Very good. I loved Snapple. And that was one of the things that was really big. And then it um, it got bought by, who does the, the oats? Quaker. Quaker. And they just flubbed it. They totally flubbed it. They were like, the thing that made Snapple so fun was all their like zany flavors and all of the creativity. And Quaker was like, no, nah, we don't need any no, of that. We're going to make it bland. We're like just this oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. So it just sunk. And that's why we don't see it anymore. Huh. As much as we did yeah. back in the 90s. That's in like plastic bottles. Yeah. Yeah. The glass bottle was so classic. Yeah. And like, as you said, I have down on here too that you have the. Um, the competitions. So, like, you could snap, open a Snapple, mm-hmm. look under the cap, and it would say, you want a you free want, Snapple. Yeah. And all you had to do uh-huh. was walk up to the counter, yeah. show that cap, and they would give you a Snapple. <sighs> now, it would be, like, enter your first name, your last name, your address, your phone number, your yeah. email, and we'll send you a coupon. And then they have you as part of their marketing database. Yeah, that's so annoying. So, it was just a simpler time. I'm looking up the Snapple flavors from the 90s. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a lemonade. There's a classic lemonade mm-hmm. one. I'm, I'm behind that one for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. I don't see anything else that sticks No, out. but I know that Snapple was a huge part. Oh, so, yeah. my next one on the list I have is fan clubs. Oh, yeah, fan clubs. Remember we used to get, like, addresses to quote-unquote stars or, like, to be in their fan clubs, and you could write them a letter and hope that they would write you back? Yeah. Who did you write to? I wrote, I just remember one that was a um, celebrity ice skater. I think his name was Elvis Costello. And you and Scott Hamilton. You were a Scott Hamilton Oh, I fan. love Scott Hamilton. I yeah. definitely wrote Scott Hamilton a letter. Yeah, we got big on ice skaters because I was thinking, I was reflecting really into on ice mine. Yeah. And Nancy Kerrigan was one uh-huh. I wrote. And another one I wrote was Freddie Prince Jr., who is not oh. an ice skater but is a national treasure. Yeah, for sure. Did you get a response from any of them? I got one from Nancy Kerrigan. I got a quote-unquote autographed photo. Like with a thank you, yeah. Didn't hear back from Freddie. 
Okay. Remember those being like a huge thing? Like that was how you reached the stars was <laughs> you signed up for either a fan club or you could write them write letters to the fan club and hope that you got something autographed back. Yeah. Now you get jerk heads that are just like, hey, you're dumb on Twitter. <laughs> like it's so different now. <laughs> Wait, what are you laughing at? Elvis Costello is a singer. <laughs> He's not an ice skater. He's like a really famous singer, and <laughs> I didn't need to clear. I didn't catch that either, so it's not my problem. <laughs> what was the ice skater's name? Elvis Stochko. Stochko. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why you didn't hear back. Because if you wrote Elvis Costello and told him that you loved his ice skating, <laughs> no, oh, that's no. a problem. Oh, <laughs> I do something wrong here. Well, accidental fan club. Oh, dear. you know, sometimes it's nice to be appreciated for things that are outside of your talent that everybody else has. <laughs> he could be an underground great skater. He's like, I've never been on the ice, <laughs> but thank you so much. Uh-oh. And then the last one I had is not really like a, a fad or anything. It's just it's always funny to me to see those pictures of a cell phone next to everything else that we used to have to carry that our cell phone covers now. So it's like there's a picture of a cell phone, and then next to it you see, like, a camera, a Walkman, a video recorder, an iPad, your wallet, a Game Boy, a, a calculator, like, all the things that your phone can do now. Mm-hmm. Made me think of, like, why did I need a bag back then? Or, like, why did everybody carry purses? Yeah. Because now I just carry my phone Yeah. and my keys. Yeah. Your phone has your yeah. cards on it. Yeah. It's just insane how much we've adapted to not having all that external stuff. I just, I did a, I had like a, it was a disposable camera. Yeah. I got it and I've been taking pictures on it over like the last two years. Not just sitting in my nightstand because I don't know how to develop the film anymore. It used to be that you could like, you just go into writing. Go to, yeah, you like there's a photo hour. counter. Maybe there's still like, there's, if I go to, there's gotta be. If I go to like Rite Aid or something, they have a photo counter. They could probably develop, do you think they could actually develop film there? I don't know. I think it might be more of a specialty show thing, storage thing now, because it has to be a different machine. And if you if you're not using the machine, then yeah. why would you let it take up space in your store? You're gonna get like one person every where to two months know? or something. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Because most people one. that use film now are professionals. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking up. I just looked up where to drop off disposable camera. Yeah. CVS says film developing and processing. Okay. So they do have the capabilities. Yeah. It says you can drop it off at any CVS. So. We have one around the corner. I guess I will go check that out. That's like also, do I trust the person behind the counter? I know. It's so wild, right? <laughs> like they're going to see all your photos. Think about like back in the day too, like a wedding photographer. Think about the pressure, no, the pressure. Oh. of you had to actually take somebody's. Sorry for that noise. <laughs> oh You had to take gosh. somebody's photo on film and then actually take it. You can't see if you have the lighting right. You can't you don't see know anything. anything. And what if you took it to someplace and some kid messed it up on the machine and then you have to tell this person, all of your wedding memories, I'm sorry, are gone. And then to be on the other side of it too, to be the people who are getting the photos, like those are your photos. Yeah. You no digital gone. copy, no anything. Like so you're when you get them, like that those are your wedding photos. Yeah. You just have like the physical Uh huh. Yeah. You can't print them up and like put <laughs> them in your wall. Man. That's pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Did I tell you that I'm going to do my first um, wedding photo shoot? You did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm doing an engagement shoot. Yes. I. You're capable. I'm capable. You have good equipment. Yeah, I have good equipment. I know you're nervous, though. What? I know you're nervous, though. Absolutely. But yeah. you couldn't think of two better clients that are, like, low-key and, like... Yeah. And and it's not like I'm doing no all pressure. of their engagement photos by any means. And yeah. I was very much, like, I'm so happy to do this, but I, I need you to know this. that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm from the bottom here. Yeah. But I was going to take Grant out this week and yeah. go to, like, that spot. Yeah, actually go to the spot. And at the same time, I would take photos of them and, like, actually practice yeah. doing poses and stuff. It'll be good. You'll be fine. Just like it's have digital. a photo shoot with Grant and the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, I, do you want a, a baby photo shoot? Um, I'm not showing enough for that <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Fine. If my belly is not big enough, it would just look silly. We can like, we can stuff you. Yeah, I'm okay. I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> you see it? See it's a little bit oh, of a belly. Oh, yeah, a little belly. A little belly. Little baby. All right. Cool. Now we're moving on. Let's do it. And it looks like we're on to hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. We should have like a a sound for that. Hot takes. 
We'll, we'll workshop it a little okay. more. Just, <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. cool. No, it's, it's fine. We'll just move on. So, uh, what's your hot take? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like that hot off the press. I think most of us feel this. But the credit card machine when you're checking out of the store, mm-hmm. specifically Trader Joe's, um, when you, it's like, okay, insert your card. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm starting it now. Yeah. You put it in there, and then it says remove the card, but then it's it Simultaneously. Says, but it says, like, processing. Like, oh. you put it in there for, I don't know, three seconds. It says remove card, but it still says processing on the thing. So I'm afraid that if I pull it out, it's going to stop it. Yeah, so I'm like, is this going to ruin that? And so then... If I don't, if I keep it in too long, then you get the take out, take out, take out right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very aggressive and it, it just is. puts a lot of pressure. I'm already feeling pressure in the checkout line because there's people behind yeah. me and I'm like, okay, I need to get, like, get moving, get going quick. They're like, you got to pay. I'm like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing it. And then the card's now telling me, insert, okay, wait, wait, maybe pull it out here, maybe not. And then like, go, go, go. It's just, I just feel like it could be better. That's why I do self-checkout. <laughs> Doesn't get a Trader Joe's though. Yeah, it's still beats you though. But you don't have like people all the you. pressure. You yeah. still have people behind you, but it's it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hate those things. <laughs> yeah, I just I it just feels that. aggressive. I get that. Mine is um, that my punctuality is a, a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. We had a father who was very on time for everything. If you're not in the car at the time that we are leaving, then you are going to be. At chasing risk the car. of being left. Which I don't think he would have ever have, like, fully left, us, left sure. us, but there are definitely some times where I'd chase the car down. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But I tell you, I wasn't late after. No. We were very on time to everything, and it 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 seems so easy. Like, somebody says, be hey, I say, seven. like, yeah, what time should I be, what time's your party? Yeah. I say seven. Then you show up at 7, which I'm showing up at 7. I'm going to be at 7. <laughs> I'll be there. You tell me, shit, the party's at 7, show up at 7. Like, I'm nothing cool about me. Like, that's what time, you set that expectation, I will meet your expectation. But then you're there, and you're the first one there for 40 minutes to 50 minutes. And then it's just small talk, which is, like, one of my least favorite things. Yeah. But, like, I think being late would be another one of my least favorite things. So which least favorite thing am I choosing? Yeah. So I think for those kind of situations where I'm at now, like yeah. if it's like, oh, we're having a barbecue, it's at seven. Yeah. My rule of thumb is showing up 30 minutes late. If it's a barbecue like that. Unless it was like a set, like we're having a dinner party. Yeah. Come at six. Yeah. Then the expectation is there is they're going to be like, oh, okay, okay, we're actually having dinner at this time. It's like a event or they say hey we're going to a restaurant at six you bet my butt is going to be there at 5 50 yeah. like ready to go yes um but in a party situation i, I know try. I, know. I just have such a hard time with it just like, give yourself 20 what minutes. if the time like i show up at 7 30 and they're like oh we thought you'd be here at seven no just just do 15 20 you don't have to be like a full 30 like just be yeah. slightly not on time if you're my friend and you're listening to this tell me what time to show up <laughs> when you want me at that time because that's what time I'm going to show up. Didn't we show up to somebody's house one time? No. We showed up to somebody's house and they're like, oh, sorry, I'm early. Or what was that? I think it was the, for our birthday. We did like a garbage cleanup. And then we told people to show up sometime. And then Michael's like, oh, sorry, I'm on time. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that? Do you remember? Yeah, we showed. We just showed up somewhere early, like 20 minutes early. And so we ended up waiting for somebody. Oh, yeah. for somebody. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, we weren't, we didn't have a problem with it or anything. No, no, like, no. We knew the expectation was that like we were gonna show up at say seven yeah yeah and then we're like oh hey and then i think kyle threw him some crap or something it's like it's nice for you to show up and he's like well sorry i'm on time <laughs> yeah it's so punctuality is a blessing and a curse yeah i will be there what but time you tell me to be there i think i think it's one of the best things you can do is just be respectful of other people's time yeah and sometimes i really that is one of my biggest pet peeves in people when you don't respect other people's times like that like yeah. i there have been people that i've known in my life where it's like they just show up whenever they, they want, want, and it's just kind of, and everybody's always waiting for them. There's like the, it's like you have to thing. wait. Like if it's one of those things where we can't seat your party until everybody's there, oh, yeah. and if somebody's gonna be late for that, oh, yeah. that breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's a I bummer. Hate, I hate that. So yeah, my hot take is punctuality is a blessing and a curse. I like it. Um, okay, well, I wanted to kind of introduce a new little segment of sorts. Mm-hmm. Don't have to make anything like crazy long, but. Um, speaking of us going to the piano bar over this last week, um, I wanted to do like, how does it work? So we were sitting at the piano bar 
And for those that don't know how this, it's set up, it's like dueling piano. So there's a stage, and there'll be two pianos that are facing each other, and usually like a, like a drum set or something in the background too. But primarily, there's like two people who are playing the pianos at any given time, and they just take requests the whole entire time. Um, or I guess sometimes they play whatever they want to play, but um, it just kind of blows my mind because you've been to them. Yeah, you took me to one for my bachelorette party. Oh, yeah, I did, huh? Lion King me. <laughs> oh, if you want to know what Lion Kinging is. Yeah. <laughs> they played Circle of Life and Katie hoisted me up. Yeah, we have a picture of us in front of right? the audience. Yeah. And they like that. Mm-hmm. We'll put that on Instagram if we can find it. Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's. I guess I wanted to know how it works in the sense that how do they know every single song? You're putting up requests up there. These people, like, how do they know not only to play the song, but they know every single word? And so I, I was Googling it. Mm-hmm. And some things that I learned about piano bars. Yes. So essentially all the people that work there are musicians, which, right, obviously, but, like, a lot of them are, like, classically trained. Like, they went to school and they learned all the musical theory and all of this. And I think for some reason in my head, it's like I see somebody working at a bar and that's not, I don't think that they have that background, which is just made like a bad on my end. But I don't, I don't think about all of the actual school they went to for, to learn to get here, right? And with that, like with knowing music theory, you basically have to know like four chords to kind of be able to play a lot of songs. So, like, you've seen it on YouTube. There's that one. Have you ever seen YouTube where they, there's, like... I've seen YouTube, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the YouTube clip where they're, like, uh, you just need these, like, four chords? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we've, we've done it when we play guitar. Like, yeah. if you do an E minor, G, D, C, you can get away with pretending it's a lot of like different songs. Like, every song. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when you're, like, happy and crazy at a piano bar you don't necessarily think oh they're playing the same thing over and over but they're just like doing it in different ways have some flourishes yeah exactly um so that's how they get away with like playing a lot of these different songs um and then with like the actual knowing the words and everything they're musicians their life and job is this right like that's what they're doing so it's just their job to literally learn all of these songs. I've seen a couple that have like an iPad too. Yes, yeah, some will have like an iPad. And some sometimes if you go up there, so how it works is you'll, they have like pieces of paper at the table and you walk up and you put like $5 or whatever down on the piano with your requests and then that's like why they play it. So there are times when they can say, hey, like I have no idea how to play this song. And then that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I was reading like one Reddit thread of like uh, one of the people who works there, and he was like, "It's surprising how little songs you actually need to know." It's like people kind of request the same exact thing, yeah. right? You get those same bachelorette parties in there, birthdays. Everyone's kind of requesting the same thing, and you basically need to know like what songs are hot right now, and then like the classic kind of you know whatever other songs that people want to hear people want to hear Journey. piano man and stuff yeah. yeah um so that's how it works um these people typically make like 50 to 60k per year i don't know if that includes tips though probably right i don't know i have no idea yeah i don't know if i i should have learned if that was like actually included because obviously they're getting a lot of tips in a night yeah and they're incredible like not only do they need know how to play all this stuff on piano they know all these songs but typically to be in one of, like, to be able to perform in one of those um, bars, you need to be able to know, like, one or two other instruments for when they do the switchover. So they'll have, like, four to six pianists in a night. And so, like, somebody will just tap in and tap out kind of stuff. But as they're doing those transitions, a lot of times one of the pianists that's going out will, like, go to that the was pianist. <laughs> pianist. <laughs> Um, <laughs> will go to play like the drums so, and then the other person comes in on the piano yeah. um, or like the saxophone if that's an actual and requirement you have, you have to be charismatic too absolutely you do and one of the biggest things is it, it's a call down so it's like songs that are going to get people to come on stage and yeah. to sing along 
And that's what they did to Grant and I when we went to the piano bar. Well, they didn't do it to us specifically, but they said, we need a couple. And I jumped up. I gotta say, I'm always surprised at what a volunteer you are. Yeah. I would never expect it, but like, yeah. Like, you'd be like, I don't really want to go to this. And then you volunteer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like that magic show we went to. Yeah, well. You volunteered. And I was like, the girl that didn't want to go to the magic show. I don't like magic. Wants to be part of the trick right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, we ended up going down there. Well, I was surprised Grant, too. Grant was like, yeah, let's go. And <laughs> we went up on stage. And then they were like, um, we need you to act out the Titanic. And he's like, we're going to do the drawing scene. So I was like ready to jump up on the piano and just sit there. And he's like, no, we need we need him to be the one that you're drawing. So we have a picture of Grant like up on the piano, just sprawled out. And I was like down on the stage acting like I was drawing. And then they uh, had us uh, act out like the scene on the bow of the boat. Yeah. yeah. So it was really fun. But if you have a chance, go to a piano bar. Like I, piano I it's, bar. it's something I didn't think I would like. Oh, I, I knew I'd like it. Yeah. Oh, no. I did not think. And it's just a great time. If you like live music, it's like a level above that. Yeah. It's just so electric. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. So that's my how does that work. Nice. I liked it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to spot of the week. Yes. You and Grant tried a new place that you really like. Yes. So we went to this um, speakeasy called Young Blood. Have you heard of it? I have not heard of it before. Before. They told me about it. Yes. So, I had heard of it because Dad and I were at another speakeasy. What's the one up in La Jolla? Um, it's like Raised oh, by Wolves. Wolves. Yes. Yeah, so that one's cool. That one's up in like the shopping center. It's in a mall. Yeah, it's That's in a mall. what other people call it. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a shopping center because it's like outdoor. It's not a mall. It's a mall. It's an outdoor mall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's, a, what's the definition of a shopping center then? I don't know. I think of like outlet malls when I think of a shopping center. Oh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is an outdoor mall. It's a mall, yeah. Okay, um, but anyways, that one's cool because like you sit at the fireplace and then it like turns and then you're all of a sudden you're in these two chairs and then you're in this a bar all of a sudden. Anyways, uh, Dan and I were talking to when he came to town. We were talking to one of the guys that works at one, and he was like, "Oh, have you been to Young Blood yet?" And we said, "No," and I had never heard of it. You never heard of it I either. Never heard of it? No. So it's by this restaurant group that. We really enjoy Consortium Holdings, I think. So they are the ones that do like that um, that Chinese restaurant in North Park. It's called Fortunate Sun, and it's delicious. Actually, maybe they might not be Fortunate Sun. Okay. Then it's not called Fortunate <laughs> Sun, but I'm sure it's still delicious. They do like Morning Glory yeah, and really, like, really funky, cool funky restaurants in San Diego. Dining establishments. There's like two big restaurant groups that make really cool places, and those two are part of them. Anyways, um, they... So it's a speakeasy that's in another one of the restaurants called Neighborhood, which I'd never heard of either. I have not. Very cool in there. I want to do a date night there. But um, you walk to the back, and all of a sudden, there's like a wall of kegs, and they push open the wall of kegs, and then you move into this smaller room. Do you push it open, or do they push it open? Do you Um, have to know? Well, there was like a line of people, Mm. so the door was like already kind of open because people were just waiting in line. escape room. Yeah. Um, but then you go into this other room where it's just mirrors all around and there's like one hostess in there and they, um, are like, what, they take walk-ins. So a lot of the people that were in line were there for a walk-in. So if you are going to go, recommend getting a reservation. Um, we had a reservation and like the people in front of us, they were like, okay, you have to wait for like 30 minutes or whatever. They took us like we are VIPs into the next room. Um, that room is just there's an emergency exit, there's a bathroom, and there's a toilet on the ceiling. And then there's... <laughs> toilet on the ceiling. Yeah. They're upside like... Upside down on the ceiling. It's like above the door, and like the bowl is facing downward, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like this quirky thing where the guy was like, here's this bathroom, if that's empty, feel free to use the lavatory on the ceiling kind of a thing, or feel free to use that lavatory. I don't know. They open the door, and then you go into this one room that is like if it's maybe 20 people max so if you do go which you should just go with grant and i when you can drink again um they usually just do like groups of four you can't really do like a group of six you'd have to make like two separate reservations so mm-hmm. if we did want to go with more people we just have to do that intimate thing yeah and so they sat us at the bar which is really cool they have two bartenders in there um and they don't have a menu it's just yeah so it's like set up where it's like you have to commit to doing three drinks and it's 
like an appetizer, a uh, entree, and a dessert. So are the prices established? Is it like you know that ahead of time, or are you just like you just this, I'm going in blind. I don't know what I'm having, and I don't know how much it costs. I think like yeah, they didn't have anywhere posted. <laughs> That was stressed me out just a little bit. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I bet that point it was kind of like a, it was almost like a dinner and a show, well, just drinks and a show. Like, you have to know. In my yeah. head, I, I mean, was, in, your head, in my head, I was like, I'm probably going to be paying $20 per drink yeah. for this. And that's exactly what it was. It was like 60 bucks a person. Um, but they, yeah, they don't have a menu. They just come up to you and they just talk to you and ask you, okay, what are your drink preferences kind of a thing. And um, that can be intimidating, but it didn't feel like that at all. They were, she was just like, what's up? How's it going? What do you like to drink typically? You didn't say a white Russian? <laughs> no. I think I said, I was like, I like tequila, but I also really like old fashions. That's my jam. And so she made me a beautiful tequila drink to start out with. And then I had a whiskey sour after that. And then we got like espresso type drinks at the end. But just such a cool experience. It's I think it's newer and it's very small, very intimate. You feel like a VIP. The room is gorgeous. It's just really cool to see like a mixologist putting things together for you like that. Did I tell you we're going to a speakeasy coming up? No. Do you want to we're going to do the submarine one. Ooh, the underwater one? I don't think it's actually underwater. I think it's just themed underwater. Oh. So do, do you know where the location is? No. They haven't told us anything. We just bought tickets for it, which is kind of sucked for me because, like, it's it's different. It's You buy a flat rate, but yeah. you're committing to three drinks. So we already bought our tickets. Yeah. And, like, they say that they'll make mocktails, but you don't get, like, a, a cheaper price oh, for yeah. the mocktails. So. I'm like, ah, but it'll be experience and then go with friends and everything. I get so many Instagram ads for that mm-hmm. one. They're really doing a lot of marketing. So we have no idea where it's going to be, though. No idea. The location. All we know is it's, like, submarine-themed. Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to, to get the ticket for it. I just don't know what to expect. We're going with um, a bunch of Kyle's co-workers, I guess. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Wait, when are you on? Speakeasies are hot again, people. It's because we're in the 20s. Yes. Where, I, when I think you? it's in April. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you have to tell us how that goes. Yeah. Keep you posted. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I think. Oh, also, just one other thing. Um, there was a celebrity spotting at one of our um, spots of the week that we told last week, cause, or the week before. We talked about Del Mar, Do- or we talked about... The Dog Beach. Yeah, the one at... What was the one? Not Del Mar. Coronado. Coronado was when you talked about, but then we also talked about Del Mar was the best. Mm-hmm. Guess who was at the Del Mar Dog Beach yesterday? Who? Guess who was at the... <laughs> Are they a San Diego native? No, I did not know they would be, why they would be in San Diego with their dog. Um, you seem excited about this one. Well, I'd be excited, excited about this one. I think you'd be excited Give about this one. Give me some clues. Um, and they're musical. Okay. They're a singer. Mm-hmm. And their wife. They're a, a wife? This is a singer and their wife. A singer and their wife. Yeah. Garth Brooks? Trisha Yearwood. No. <laughs> Younger. Oh, uh, singer and their wife. Justin Bieber? No. No. <laughs> Nick Jonas and Priyanka. Oh, and Chopra. I know. Very they were, I know. And it was pictures of them and just nobody even noticed, I guess. Okay. But they, they are listening to the pod. Do they have a small dog? I guess so, but they're listening I, I to us. Just clearly. picture them having a small dog and I don't like it. I don't know what they have. Yeah, here, let's Google. No, actually, he got her a husky. Well, that's cool. Yeah, let me see. Nick Jonas dog. But, Courtney, they're listening to us right now. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hi, or Nick. Hi, Priyanka. Sorry, I called you Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's a German Shepherd. Okay, cool. Oh, no, wait. Oh. So, it says, the singer 28 opens up about raising three pups. There's a German Shepherd named Gino, a Chihuahua yeah. named Diana. I knew they'd have one. Yeah. I knew it. And a Husky Australian Shepherd mixed That's named Panda. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But I won't knock them because two, you know what? two I, big dogs. Quite honestly, I think they could probably do with a separated dog beach if they have a Chihuahua, you know? So, I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't have to separate all the dogs. We have to understand at some point that if somebody's small dog gets hurt, they took that. Yes, look how beautiful their dog is. Katie showed me a picture of a dog with one brown eye and one blue eye, and it's got uh, Australian Shepherd colors, but it's got husky, or like German Shepherd ears. It's really cute. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's exciting. I'm glad they listened to the pod. I know. So what up? Well, let's round it out then. Okay. 
Our last thing is Slang of the Youths. Uh-huh. This time it's sus. Ooh, okay. Sus. Let me guess. Let me guess. Don't tell me. I think I know what this means. Suspect. Yes. Like that person is doing something that is a little sus. Yeah. That's exactly how it's used. Okay. Kids use it when anything seems kind of sketchy mm-hmm. or like, they can use it jokingly too. Like, do, do people say like, let's suss it out? Um, is that maybe like more of our generation. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was sus now means suspect. Interesting. What is, you're acting super sus mm. is how the, how the youths will use it. Interesting. Did you look up suss it out? I sure did. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's from the 1930s. Oh. It says, so not our generation. It says uh, an abbreviation of suspicion. Oh. So like you're sussing it out, like oh. you have a suspicion, you're getting, okay. you're, you're getting to the bottom of it. Let's okay, so it's it still out. sus. Yeah. So there you go. If anybody says you're acting sus, not a compliment. Not, not a compliment. Not a compliment. I mean, yeah. Well, if you've listened this far, <laughs> congratulations. We are here. There was a lot to catch up on. It was, it was two a lot weeks to catch up on. Uh, we hope that you have a wonderful week. We hope the Niners win today. Yeah. Yep, what do we do? Okay. Yeah. I can I can cheer for it because it's going to make you and Grant happy. But and Kyle. And Kyle. Yeah. So go Niners and uh, have a great week. <laughs> See ya.